Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. In a while. And it's funny that you say all of that about finding a space clearing it out, using it for, and I say office, but really it's just your workspace. Um, because I was thinking this morning, like what, we always talk about waking up, waking up to your calling, waking up to your opportunity, waking up to the day ahead of you, but what is the world is your oyster. Like, you know, we hear these sayings all the time, like the early bird gets the worm, wake up and shine. And all of these phrases, there's t-shirts, there's coffee cups, there's all of these sayings. And really we hear that side of it, like wake up. But what happens when you accidentally fall asleep? Because as I was driving home from dropping Sophia off at school, I was just kind of dreading that my Monday was starting. And I like to really just... (laughs) As I was having these thoughts, I was like, I need to share these with a group of people because people need to know they're not alone in having these thoughts and they need to know that they're not failing or they're sucking or they're not meant for more or it's never going to work. Like, I think the most inspiring things are when you hear stories about people who like tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed. And that like Jamie Kern Lima's book, Believe It. Oh my gosh. When I heard her book, I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. If you have a problem with believing in yourself, you need to read her book. Jamie Kern Lima, believe it. So good. It was one of my best reads in 2021, but you need to know that that's not, you're not weak or lazy, or you're being deceived if you accidentally fall asleep. And what I mean by that is when we're not walking in the emotion of motivation, if you're not motivated, motivation is just an emotion, just like anger, sadness, happiness. It's just an emotion. Being a human, it is impossible to live in one emotional state for your entire life. It's impossible. So stop beating yourself up for not being in the perfect mood, not being you know, feeling like you're the perfect mom or the perfect wife, or you didn't respond perfectly. It's, you're never going to be perfect. You're going to have an attitude. You're going to say things that you wish you wouldn't have said. You're going to react in ways that you're like, why did I do this? Why do I keep yelling at my kids? Or why do I keep having an attitude with my husband? Like, why can't I change this? I want you to know that you're never going to be perfect in doing that. And you're not alone for even one millisecond without someone else also being in that emotion with you. We are human beings. Stop thinking that you are so important, like Jesus himself, like you're going to be perfect. We're not. So why do we try to aim for this? Yeah, we have high standards and all of this, but it's really just the devil trying to get you to think that you're not as good as you are and you're not chosen and you're not anointed and you're not special. And he's not talking about you when he says these things, he, you know, you're over here in this other category that will always fail. That will always be stressed out. That will, it'll never work. He wants you to think that this is the box that you're going to live in. This is your cell, your prison that you're going to be in. You don't have to live there. And if you do go there, it's normal. I have been there. I have been there recently. I go there and I don't even realize I'm there until one day I like wake up and I'm like, where am I? This isn't good. I start to like notice the warning signs, but sometimes it takes me, it used to take me when I first figured this out and I was like, okay, I'm in the valley. Like, this isn't good. I am in a, I'm in a bad mental place. I'm in the valley. It, at first it took me like hitting rock bottom to be like, okay, this is rock bottom. But then as I bounced back and I did the things to get out and then I was like, okay, I'm, I would realize like, we, I think, I think I know this walk. 
I think, is it getting darker or is it just me? Like I'll start to notice little things in my life that mean that I'm going into the valley. And I've been really good at staying out and recognizing the signs. Like one of the signs is I'm super judgmental. When I'm going into the valley, like I just judge everything and everything irritates me. And that's just like, I won't even realize I'm there and I'll blame it on my hormones a lot of times. I'll be like, what day of the month is it? Like I'll check to see. And a lot of times it's nowhere near where I should be hormonal. And I'm like, it must be my hormones. They must be like, something must be changing. But because I'm like, why am I acting like this? Like, why do I feel like this? So I would notice that I'm either like irritable or I'm like a huge red flag for me is sleeping. I'll just start sleeping more. And I used to blame it on like, oh, my back hurts and I don't feel good. And I would make all these excuses so that my family would leave me alone and let me sleep. Or I think I have a headache. I just, I need to lay down. I need to reset. And don't get me wrong. I am pro nap. Okay. I am not anti nap. I think that a lot of people would feel a lot better if they just went and took a nap. And when you're at rock bottom and you're like the other day, last week, and I shared this with some people before, but I just was having like a, like that day where everything just keeps going wrong and you can't get ahead and you're rushing all day. And I went to go get a haircut and it's like, all I wanted to do. I'm like, good. I can do this for myself. I can get a haircut. And I got there and I couldn't even stay. The girl was running behind. I was a little bit late. So she wasn't actually running behind. She took another person because I was running a little late. And so she was like, oh, well, now you have to wait a few minutes. And I didn't have a few minutes to wait because I promised my son I would take him to open a bank account. And I already blew him off two times. And so I had to, I'm like, forget it. I can't get my hair cut. And I called my husband on the way home and I was just crying. And he's like, what is wrong? I'm like, I just, and as I was saying these words out of my mouth, I like heard them myself. So sometimes it's good to vent and sometimes it's good to talk to someone who is a good person to vent and talk to like, you know, I, there's certain people who just stir the pot and don't really have like good biblical advice. You don't really want to talk to those people. You want to talk to people that are like level-headed, grounded in their faith, grounded in their beliefs, where you know that you're going to get good information. So because you're vulnerable in that moment. And when I called him and he's like, what's up? I'm like, And I just instantly started crying. I'm like, I don't know. I just like, can't do anything for myself. And I'm just so busy. And why am I so busy? Like I've been trying to create this life where I'm not busy. And now I feel like I'm drowning again. And I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I can't. And I was just like going on and on. And as I was just like rambling and he was just like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was just thinking like, (laughs) like none of those things that I just said are true. Like, what do you mean? I don't have time for myself. I go get my nails done every other week. I, I just went and got Botox. I, yes, <laughs> there is a girl's a reel. I've gotten Botox for like the last two years, but, and I'm obsessed with it. There is a reel of this girl who's like super holistic and she did, she did <laughs> the video and she was saying like what people must say about her. So she like dressed up in a wig and she was like talking crap about herself, like saying what people must say. And she was like, yeah, she's like, She's like vegan and super crunchy, but oh, she gets Botox. Like toxins must be okay if she gets Botox. Like it was so funny. I'm like, that's totally true. But besides the point, okay, I went and did that. I go to the gym. I go to yoga twice a week. I'm like, clearly it's not that I don't do things for myself. That is what made me like peak the iceberg, like over the top, like, okay, now we're falling. And I just couldn't handle it anymore, but that wasn't actually true. And so then as my husband started giving me advice and saying things to make me feel better, because, you know, men, they're natural fixers. Like they don't think that we're just calling to vent. They're like, okay, let me fix this problem. Okay. What is the second problem? Let me fix it. And I'm like, no, I don't need you to fix it. Just listen to me because I was saying things to him and he's like, well, um, he's like, you know, well, why don't you just, you know, go home and you can just talk to Luke about it. I'm like, no, that's never going to work. That's never good. Like everything he said, I was like shooting it down. Like that's not going to work. And no, I did try that and it didn't work. And I did do this and it didn't work. And he said something to me. He knows me so well. And he just said, you know, it just sounds like maybe you need to go home and take a nap. And when he said that, I was like, you know what? 
I do. I need to, I need to like restart my day. I need to reset my mind. When you nap for 20 minutes, your mind will reset. It will force your emotional state to reset. Now, if you're going through something horribly traumatic, obviously, you know, I just lost my grandpa. And when you go to bed, sad and heartbreak, you wake up with sad and heartbreak. You know, it's not like, oh, that's just going to go away. That is your emotion. That's the journey you're on. That's what you're going through life. It doesn't reset everything, although I wish it did. But if you're irritable and you're annoyed and you're in a bad mood or you're angry, go and take a nap. Okay. You need to take a nap. But if you find yourself sleeping a little bit more and just having no motivation doing it, then there's a problem. That's a red flag that you're going down into the valley. At least it is for me. It's different than, okay, this is, I'm using this to really nurture myself, self-love. Um, you know, you're just going to be kind to yourself, like watching Netflix, having a day off, laying in bed all day, uh, watching a movie with your kids on the couch. Those things are all great. If you're doing them to like refuel your soul and get ready for the week. And that's important. Those things are very important. But if you're calling into work because you're just tired and unmotivated and you want to lay in bed all day, whether you're calling a boss or you're just convincing yourself that you don't have to do what you said that you were going to do, like, I don't have a boss. I don't have anybody that tells me what to do besides God, obviously, and, and Skylar. And so I just, I don't really have to answer to anybody. So if I don't want to work, I just don't work. And you know how easy it is to get busy when you don't have to be at a job because a boss is watching you. It is so easy when I am like waking up unmotivated and being like, oh, it's Monday. And you know, what's really easy is when my mom called me the other day and she's like, what are you doing? I, I have Scotty, which is my niece who's like five months old. She's like, I'm babysitting Scotty today. You should come over for coffee. And I'm like, okay, I will. And so I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be working, but like, it's okay. I'll just work later because family first. And that's what I want to do. So I go to my mom's hang out all day, come home. I, I have no idea what we're doing for dinner. And I, we have to leave for church in an hour. And so me saying yes to something else and which of course you need to spend time with family. And that's not my point is to, you know, my whole message actually is stop sacrificing time with the people you love to work all the time. Obviously that doesn't mean that you can just have lazy faith and not do anything and, and just be lazy because you're never going to do anything amazing. If you don't actually do it, you can hear God tell you, do this, do this, do this, write the book, start the podcast, make that post, make that brand, write an ebook build a course, all these things that you can hear God telling you to do that. You're like, yes, I need to do this. If you don't ever do it, well, then nothing is ever going to happen. So we have to go all the way back to if you're in the Valley, whether if you've accidentally fallen asleep and you're realizing, oh my gosh, I think I just fell asleep. Where am I? And you've been totally gone for a few days and that's okay. Or if it was just one day you woke up and you're there, if you, what happens when you accidentally fall asleep, it's really easy to wake back up to your calling, to get back into your, into the right frame of mind. The first thing is grace always. It's really not the first thing, but it's like the, the pre first thing. Um, the forward is grace, like, let it go. Oh, well, you got deceived. Oh, well, you got tricked. Oh, well, you fell asleep. Move on. Like, don't stay there. It's fine. It's whatever. It was emotion. You snapped, you got angry. You, you blew up at your kids. You have been lazy the last few days. You've been depressed. You've been confused. That's like a huge one. I lived in confusion for so long, like not knowing what to do, not knowing what I want to do, how to do it, what I want my life to be made of just this confusion. And then I lived in overwhelm for so much. So just give yourself grace, number one, like grace, move on and be grateful that now you're awake. Now you see everything for what's going on. Okay, I see my frame of mind the last week. 
I see that I had fallen asleep. I, I see that I really just was like really lazy and was avoiding things that I needed to do. And I saw that maybe eating like crap this past week has made me like more tired and I haven't been taking my supplements. So maybe I need to start taking those and I need to be drinking more water and, you know, doing these things that will help you stay awake and stay alert. And all the little choices we make on a day-to-day basis will really tell us where we're going. Each step you take, you drink a glass of water, okay, up the mountain, you read your Bible, you move your body, you eat something healthy. You're like, okay, I'm going up. These are all good things. Your life, if it's successful, is made up of all these choices that are good. And if your life goes down and you're going to the valley, it's bad choices that you're making stacking on top of each other, which is making you go downward. I mean, that's really what it is. When I was a drug addict who hit rock bottom and got pregnant with twins, that was because I made multiple decisions in a row that were bad. And it stepped me right down into the heart of the valley. I was hanging out with the wrong people, listening to the wrong things. I wasn't doing any of the good things that I should be doing, which means I was drinking too much. I was smoking too much. I was eating like crap. I wasn't working out. I wasn't drinking water. I wasn't prioritizing my faith, my family, my friendships, my fitness, my finances. I was just trying to serve myself. I was trying to fill a void and I was trying to feel good and have fun and let me be young. And I was doing all of these things and I was lying and stealing and cheating and doing all these things down. So it brought me down into the heart of the valley. So if your rock bottom is like that, where it smacks you in the face and you are in the pits of hell, or maybe you didn't have to go down that far, but that's still very far in the valley. You're stacking these choices. If you just start stacking the other ones, you'll start walking out. It's so simple. Wherever you are right now, turn and just start making good choices. Drink more water today. Move your body. Even if you sit in a chair and you do exercises with your arms, even if you stretch, if you just stretch for five minutes, that's a good thing to do. Journal, um, journal, write down all the things that you're grateful for. Pray, listen to a sermon, read the Bible, read a book, um, cook something, spend time cooking something and then eat it and take time and think about what you're doing. There are so many things that you can do that are positive that will start to turn your life around. And remember, they all go back to the three main things that you need to do in order to get out of the valley. And I keep talking about them because I myself need to keep remembering, one, it's okay that I, that I fell asleep and I'm in the valley over the last week, give myself grace. And then it goes to energy leaks. Which is amazing that you said that, Terry, about your office and your workspace. You said by deciding to move your workspace into a private room to close the door, you're cleaning out this room of stuff that you haven't used in a long time. You don't even need this room. And it feels so good to be able to go through and clean that out. And it feels good because it actually is like, I just think of all this loud noise in your head. And you're just like turning the volume down. And it's like, okay, okay, this is good. Like it's quiet. You're not like overwhelmed and stressed out and worried and anxious. And you're like, all these things, they're actually all like different voices and sounds. And they're so loud and just turn the volume down. It will help you so much by doing these energy leaks. So if you've fallen asleep, you need to do your energy leaks. So things that are bothering you, that are cluttering your life that you need to work on. So some of the things that I'm working on right now, because again, I'm actually living this right now. I have realized that I had fallen asleep. How do I get up? I am, I am just, I don't have that much motivation to do my stuff. I need to write my book. So if you guys can pray for me to have motivation to write my book and to have clarity And I know that I need to write it because I know that it's going to change people's lives because it's what God has told me to do. I've been avoiding it. So I have just not really been that motivated. So some of the energy leaks that I need to do that are like really filling my brain right now is I need to pay some bills. So I have like a lot of medical bills and dentist bills and 
all just kind of stuff that has come in that I've just set over on my desk. Like I'll deal with that later and I need to deal with it now. It's driving me crazy that I don't know what all this is. It's taking up part of my brain that I could be using to write my book. But instead, when I sit down to write my book, I just get overwhelmed and think about all the things that I need to do. Okay. That's exactly what happens. You're like, I'm just going to sit down. That's why like forcing yourself to work in this situation. The answer isn't just, you know, do more sales calls. The answer isn't just post more because it actually like goes way back before that. That is like not, that will not help you. That's why when I was in the industry, I was in before in network marketing, the answer in that industry is like, just reach out to more people, send more messages, invite more people to the opportunity. And that never worked because that's not the problem. The problem is that you can't do that. If you've ever successfully done that once, it proves that you can do that. The problem is a lot deeper. So when you sit down to work, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Well, it's energy. Things create energy. If you look at everything under a a thermograph scan thing, whatever those things are called, you'll see that things have energy. Like my coffee is taking up energy right here. It's, it's science. It's proven that things do take up space. So if you have bills that you've been putting off, you need to do them. The biggest thing, if you're a mom and you have to cook for a family, the biggest thing for me is my fridge and my grocery situation. Like that stresses me out so much because if I don't, if, if I don't have the right stuff, then the people in my house can't eat the right things. And then, then I have mom guilt because we're eating like crap or I have mom guilt because we're not planning food or dinner. So that kind of goes into number two, which is being proactive in your week. So you can't just keep flying by the seat of your pants, doing whatever feels good in that moment. You have to plan out what you're going to do. And fit in all of the things that are most important to you. So remember your priorities. You have a glass jar and you're putting all your golf balls in first, which are all of your priorities. What are the things that are a priority to you this week to do? So you need a list of all of your energy leaks. What are all the things that are draining my energy right now? What are all those things that I've been putting off? I I need to take my Sunday. I need to go actually buy all Valentine's stuff for my kids. Uh, I need to take my boys to get haircuts. I need to um, go grocery shopping. I have to, what else do I have to do? Um, um, Oh, I wanted to update all my whiteboards in my office because some of them have things written on them that don't really matter anymore. I need to update a bunch of stuff um, in our bank account so that that could be good. I need ketchup and emails, (laughs) ketchup and emails, (laughs) ketchup with my emails, um, just all of these things that have just like been in my head that I really need to get out. So make your energy leaks list. And then you need to make a priorities list. What is a priority to you? Um, it could be like just things in general, like my husband's a priority, but I, I challenge you to, to make that an actual thing. Like, okay, my husband's a priority. So what are you going to put in the calendar that shows that your husband's a priority? Are you going to schedule a date night with him this week? You don't have to go out. You can be like, hey, what are you doing Wednesday night at seven? Okay, we're going to make, uh, let's make dinner together and watch a movie and snuggle on the couch. Like it could be something super simple or like we're going to go for a walk or we're going to go to the gym together or maybe you do go out together or maybe you do a Bible study with him or you wake up a half hour early so that you guys can have coffee together before he leaves like whatever you're like, this is a priority. This is what I'm doing and put it in your schedule. A prior, a priority to me this week, I already decided and promised God that I was going to wake up earlier than I normally do every single day this week to spend time with God. I am not going to wake up and check my phone. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to spend time with God so that the first voice I hear in the morning is God's voice because I need clarity and I need to feel his presence more. I feel when I'm in the valley, like I'm kind of alone. I'm, I know I'm not alone. We're never, ever, ever alone. But I just feel like I really haven't heard from God lately. I really haven't. I, I really don't feel that like tornado effect inside of me that I feel sometimes when I'm just like swirling in the Holy Spirit and like what I'm being told to do and I'm listening and I'm learning. I only feel that when I'm on the mountain because there's wind up there. If you're in the valley, there's no wind. It's just kind of quiet. 
And then as they start to walk up and spend time with God and the scripture backs that up, that that's a promise that God has for us, that if you seek me, you will find me. If you go and prioritize God and you say, I'm going to read my, even if you're like, I don't even understand the Bible or I don't even know what to read. I will sometimes just grab my Bible and be like, okay, God, what do you need to tell me? And I'll just like open it and pick something and just start reading it. Or I'll go back to like the beginning of that chapter and read the whole chapter. Like, what is this? And, and I just pray that, what is it that you're trying to tell me? If you do that, I promise you, you'll start to feel that feeling inside of you. You'll start to feel like things happening. Like I took a first step the other day and I was with my daughter and we were just laying in bed and we were going to watch something on TV. And so we, oh my gosh, I always forget the name of it. And I always call it storybook and she gets so mad at me. It's not storybook. And I just can never remember what it's called. Superbook. Superbook? No. I don't know. Whatever it's called. Oh my gosh. Now I got to YouTube it. Whatever it's called. I will tell you in a second. Um, we were going to, she wanted to watch that. And it's called, hold on. Oh yeah. It is called Superbook. Yeah. yeah it is called Superbook. Okay. There are free episodes on YouTube. There's also an app. And it's in seasons and episodes. So even if you don't have kids, it is an amazing cartoon to watch because it tells you story by story by story in the Bible in like kids terms. So it's super easy to realize. So her and I have been watching this together and it's also a great thing to watch with your kids. Like it's super, it keeps their attention and you can learn things in order, like how they show in the Bible. So it's just really cool. So we're watching this. And we learn all about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how they were, they said that they're not going to surrender to King Ebuchadnezzar, and they're only going to, or only going to surrender to God. And they said, if you don't surrender, you'll be thrown in a fire. So when the horn goes, you better get on your knees and bow down to this king, this big, huge gold statue. And these three men were like, we're not doing it. And so they didn't. And they were thrown into this super hot pit of fire. The king said to turn it up seven times hotter than it normally is. They're thrown in. And then all of a sudden, everyone can see in the fire, there's four men. There was only three that were thrown in there. There's four men walking around in the fire, untouched. They're unbound. They were bound up when they were thrown in, unbound. And they're walking around untouched by this fire. And the king is like, oh my gosh, come out. You, this is crazy that your God kept you safe and alive. This is amazing. Like, it, like we learned all about this, me and my daughter. And then we go to church on Sunday in church. This is literally the scripture that he talks about and is showing all these things. And, and his theme at church is also wake up. Um, he released it this year. And I was like, this is so crazy. It was another breadcrumb. Like God has me on the right path because I keep seeing all these like coincidences, which nothing is an actual coincidence. I hope we all know that. And so when he started talking about the wake up, there's a fire. And he was talking about um, these, these men that lived through this experience because they believed. And I'm like, this is so crazy because we just watched the video on Saturday all about this. And now it's showing up at church. Like that is not a coincidence. And then I started to feel that like Holy Spirit whirly tornado feeling inside of me, like I like hit John. I was like, this is what we just watched. And he's like, yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, it's not crazy. It's God. Like God led us to watch that episode and we're watching them in order too. So it's not like we just randomly picked one. We've been waiting to watch this one. And so when you are like, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch a super book episode with my kid instead of watching uh, the baking show that we usually watch. We watch like all kinds of baking shows and stuff like that. And I'm like, instead of watching that, we were like, okay, let's watch a super book episode. And then God showed up and met us there. So that is why it's a priority to me to listen to God first thing in the morning, because I'm showing him, this is how much I want to follow you. This is how much I actually want my life to get better. This is how much I actually want to get out of the Valley. Please do not leave me here. I'm going to show you that I care about you by putting you in my schedule. Not, oh, well, I was just too busy and too tired. Because nobody is too busy to put in the priorities that matter to them. But if you don't put in your priorities first and you start putting in all the sand in your life in the jar first, then your, your ball of your golf balls are not going to fit into the jar. Because if you fill a jar with sand, 
there's no room for a golf ball. But if you put the golf balls in first and then fill it with sand, there's room for both. So you have to put them in that order. So whatever you have to do, if you want to write it on a whiteboard in your kitchen, if you need a physical planner, if you need a calendar that you can put up on the side of your uh, workspace and you can write on there, set alarms in your phone, get an app, whatever you have to use to be able to write these things down and put them in is so important. So what are your priorities? Are your priorities to go to the gym a couple of days a week? Are your priorities to call a family member? Like I have to actually prioritize it and put it on my calendar to talk to the people in my family who matter the most to me. If I don't, I won't have time to do it and I will just be too busy. And then I'll be too overwhelmed while I am doing it because I know I should be doing something else. Like if I don't prioritize time to call my grandma and to talk to her, I will then call her at a time where it might not be the best for my schedule. And now I'm on the phone with my grandma as I'm picking up my daughter from school and we're coming home and like everyone just got home and they're all hungry and I'm on the phone with my grandma and I'm irritated with my kids. And now I'm yelling at my kids because they won't leave me alone while I'm on the phone. But really that wasn't a good boundary. That I, I was talking to my grandma, which is super important, but it wasn't a good time to do it. So if I looked at my schedule and thought, oh, after the morning call on Wednesdays, I can call my grandma or I can call my grandma on Tuesday because I don't have to run a morning call. I can call her on Tuesdays or Thursdays. And I plan that in to call her at a perfect time or at a good time, a better time. Everything's smoother. You won't be snapping and yelling and, and then having this guilt of, I shouldn't have acted like that. I shouldn't responded that way because things will just be better prioritized. And so when you decide, okay, I'm going to start putting these priorities in check, things will start to get better, but it's going to take a little bit of time. So I always look at the next day to make sure that I'm proactive, like just start with just the next day. You don't have to have the whole week, the whole month. And things change. So don't get too crazy and don't put stuff like, okay, like if you decide today, like I'm going to go to the gym every single day, Monday through Friday, don't like write it in pen on your calendar Monday through Friday from now until the end of the year, because you're probably not going to actually go Monday through Friday from now until the end of the year. So like be realistic, like let's start with just the next day. What do you want to do tomorrow? Or maybe today, like, okay, hold on. What do I need to do today? If you have a bunch of energy leaks and you don't have a priorities list for this week, then that's where you need to start. So that is the most important thing that you need to do in your day. The very next time that you have free time, maybe you have free time right after this ends. Maybe you want, you have free time right now and you're watching this recorded and you can pause this and you can make those lists. Or maybe you won't have free time until your lunch break or nine o'clock tonight. You know, that's okay. If you truly don't have free time until nine o'clock tonight, that's okay. Then just kind of give yourself grace for the rest of the day and doing what you already planned on doing. And then make your list tonight of your priorities tomorrow and what you're going to do. And then you have to schedule. And that's why it's energy leaks list first. And then you need to become proactive versus reactive because you need to schedule time in your day to do your energy leaks. You can't just say like, okay, here's my huge list. And then you're like, I'm just so busy. Like I have to go to work and then I have it like, no, you have to be like, okay, I'm going to plan for one hour to just work on energy leaks. And I'll put my phone on silence. Sometimes I'll tell people, do not come in my office. I have two hours. I have a bunch of stuff I have to do. I will not look at Instagram. I won't do anything for my business. I won't do anything for God. I, I won't get like busy, like creating our next flyer for church. I'm like, no, I need to do this stuff. I need to call the insurance company. I need to call the doctor's offices. I need to make these payments, like get super focused, hyper-focused on what you need to, to get these energy leaks done. If it's cleaning out your kids' drawers, if it's cleaning out your junk drawers, if it's cleaning out your car, taking it to get an oil change, making your dinner list, like that is a huge thing for me. If I do not plan what we're doing for dinner, it is like, it's just, it's honestly like so bad for me because then I feel guilty that everyone is just eating bad food. Like one kid eats cereal, one kid eats a bagel, one kid eats leftovers. Like I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have made dinner. I feel guilty because I'm the mom and I'm home and I should be making dinner anyway. I know that people like when I make dinner, 
And so I just, and then I'm eating something that I don't like, and then I'm irritated and it doesn't get me any further ahead because then tomorrow I still don't know what we're having for dinner. So it keeps triggering me to be in this emotional state. And then I'm irritated and I'm annoyed. Why am I irritated and annoyed with my family? They didn't do anything wrong. I'm the one who didn't do it because I decided to take a nap and watch Netflix and go out to lunch with my friends and go to the gym. And I was just like doing all these other things besides what was the most important thing right away. So if I can look at my calendar and say, okay, what am I doing every night for dinner? I don't have to make dinner every single night. You're not a bad mom if you don't make dinner every single night. But I, for my family, I need to have a plan. Like, okay, we're going to do pizza Monday, Tuesday, we'll make breakfast, Wednesday, uh, we'll eat leftovers, Thursday, we'll, like, you just have a plan. I need to have that for my family. That's a huge energy leak. And that's a huge thing that just makes me like spiral out of control. So it also starts with the night before. So, so give yourself a grace day and tonight look at tomorrow and look, what do you want to do in order to have a good day? Do you want to wake up with God? Do you want to work out? How much water do you want to drink? What are you going to eat? You have to take care of your body. What are you going to eat? Are you going to take a shower and get ready in the morning? Are you going to use dry shampoo and you know not take a shower that morning? Like we need to plan these things because if you don't, then things are going to go wrong. And so I am just like, okay, I, I need to get back on track. I need to start having a better day. So last night I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to spend time with God. Well, I didn't really say what time I was going to wake up. And so I woke up at like 645 and spent some time. And then we still, my daughter and I were still running late this morning. And so like we were running late and then not only were we running late, but I was irritated with Skylar. Cause I'm like, why are you still not dressed? Why did you not brush your teeth? Why did you not wash your hands? And I was annoyed with her because she wasn't moving faster, which she's a three-year-old. Like how fast does a three-year-old move? And to be like so responsible and do those things on her own anyway, at the age of three, like instead I was annoyed she wasn't doing them faster because I was late because I didn't make my time as good as I should have. And so I was like snapping at her and I was angry with her. And then I felt guilty. And then I felt bad because I didn't want to act like that. And then I blamed, I was like blaming being late on Sophia. I was like, you need to make sure that you move faster in the morning. And we need to make sure that you go to bed earlier. Like I was saying this stuff and I was like, and I stopped myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I was just annoyed and it's my fault. I need to be better plan. I'm sorry. Let's have a better plan. Because I, as we were driving to school, I'm thinking like, and now I'm mad at her. How, what kind of day is she going to have? But I'm telling you, if you can learn to apologize to your kids when you do the wrong thing, let go of that pride. It's just pride that you don't want to say it or to your husband. I'm telling you, it will like start to change your entire life. And it's not as hard as you think it is. The first time that you do it, it feels like so hard. Like you can't even say the words, especially if it's my husband's like, he's the worst one where I'm like, just say it, say you're sorry. Like, just say it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, and then as you say it, it does get easier. And it's, it's so much easier to say it. And now I can say it and it doesn't, it's not even hard for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. It's so good for your family to see that because they'll do that because they see you do that. So you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them. You're doing it for them and their families. Like in my little kids, I'm like, if I can teach them how to say they're sorry now, when they grow up and they are married to their husbands and wives, I, like, that's going to be amazing that, that they can be the type of people that say they're sorry. Like it starts now, it starts with us. So, um, but then I did tell her, I said, okay, what are some things that we could do in order to make sure that we're prepared for our day and we're not rushing around? Like we can't rushing around and doing like, this isn't going to work. What could we do? And she's like, well, I could start waking up earlier. I'm like, that's a great idea. What time could we wake up? She's like, I could start waking up at 745. Okay, great. I'm like, what else could we do? She's like, I could go to bed earlier. Okay, that's a great idea. What else? Uh, I could make my lunch the night before or check the lunch menu the night before. And so her and I like brainstormed these things together. I really let her like lead it because I just thought what the enemy intended 
it really like the whole situation that I've been in the last week and then like snapping at my kids and doing these things, the whole thing has been the devil without me realizing it because he prowls around like a lion waiting to devour someone like in the grass. So sneaky. You can't even see you're just like walking around. You have no idea. And what I feel like he does, it's not like he's a lion and he jumps on your back and just like nails your back and just rips it off. He just like so slightly wraps this rope around your ankle and just like kind of keeps pulling you backwards where you don't even realize that this is slowing you down. And then when you look up, when you get rid of distractions, you realize that he created all of this to throw me off my course. Like all of this was just thrown at me to trick me. So I would fall asleep and I would not remember what I was awake for and what my calling was. And just like that, he got me off my course. I haven't been writing my book. I haven't been really posting anything. I haven't been sending out any emails to my group of people. I haven't been doing coaching calls. I, all of these things like slowed down. And yes, you should you have like a slow season for sure. You know, that's going to go up and down. But I wasn't in a slow season by choice. I was, I was tricked into this slowness. And so recognize that when you try to get out of this and you're like, okay, I'm going to really do this. I'm going to change this. It's going to be hard at first. So like I decided to change yesterday. I was like, nope, I woke up yesterday and I was like, this is what I'm doing. So this morning it was still hard. But I was like, it's okay. What the enemy intended on evil, God flipped around and used for good. I was able to talk, apologize to my daughter. I was able to brainstorm with her and teach her about energy leaks and being proactive in life. Like these things, I'm like, if my mom taught me these things when I was young, like this would be incredible. I would be so much further ahead because I just wouldn't even deal with these struggles that I deal with today. So God, he turned it around and used it for good. And now I'm like, I was just thinking, driving home, how many people think that this doesn't happen to me? Like so many people are like, wow, like, you know, your faith is so good. And and like, how are you so inspired all the time? And you're always like doing all these things. And I'm not, I'm not always doing them. I'm just like you. I'm just like everyone else. Every single person you see out there, Janie Kern Lima, who just wrote her book, Believe It. Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church, every single person you see out there like killing it and rocking it and doing their calling and showing up and Priscilla Shire and TD Jakes and all these amazing people, they still have days of doubt. They still go into the valley. They still get tricked by the devil. Nobody is resistant to it, but you can be on high alert by staying a sober mind, which is the latest thing that I've been seeing everywhere that God's been speaking to me. And no, I don't have any kind of problem, but I have just been hearing God for so long telling me be completely sober, like completely sober mind. Like don't have that glass of wine. Don't do this. And not that it's bad. Jesus had wine. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to convict anyone, but in my real situation, like this is how I've been feeling inside. And I've been like, just hearing things about sobriety. And then I had a few students come to me who were passionate about helping other people with sobriety. And I just all these things just kept coming to me and it clicked yesterday at, um, not yesterday, this morning when I was listening to a sermon about being of sober mind so that you don't get deceived by the devil so that you don't get tricked and you don't step in a trap without realizing it. But instead you are alert all the time and you're making sure that nothing happens that you don't fall asleep. Nobody puts any sleeping pills in your drink staying on high alert all the time, staying in God's word, staying in where your priorities are, staying in, uh, getting in good energy leaks, all these things will pull you back. So it's grace, then it's energy leaks, then it's being proactive. And the third one is just rewiring your brain. You have, especially if you are in a really deep part of the valley, what happens is that you're super close to the devil because you're in the valley and that's where he is, is down there underground. You get closer to him. And so you hear his voice louder than you hear God's. And it's not because you're far away from God because God is still next to you, but you're distracted and you're like, what's that noise? What is that? What is that? And then you're just like focused on that. 
and that's all you're focused on and why it tricks you is because the voice is your voice. And so you hear this voice inside of your head saying, we're not going to do that. That'll never work. Oh, like you're going to write a book. Oh, like you're going to do this. And then you start saying things like, that's so annoying. Why would they even say that? Why would I was so offended at my church all the time. Like, I'd be like, ew, why would they use that font? That's not even centered. Like, why wouldn't they make that bigger? Why I like literally every single thing, like everything I've judged. I just sat there and just judged it. And it was the way, and that's why I'm reading the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And it's all about being offended and how if the devil can get you offended, he like wins everything. Obviously not your life because God defeated him and got that for us. But he just, he just gets you like totally off of your mission. If you're offended, that's what will happen. So, um, if you hear this voice in your head, you have to turn it off. And that's why taking a nap is good because it turns off your brain. And if you can't listen to yourself anymore, because you're in a bad mood, you're bitter, you're angry, you're offended, you're overwhelmed, whatever your emotional state that you're in is talking to you and saying bad things, you have to rewire your brain. You can't talk and listen at the same time. So the best thing to do in order to stop talking in your brain is to listen to other people talking. So turning on an audiobook is like one of my favorite things to do. And that's what keeps me reading too, is because one, it helps me to not overthink and overanalyze things. And two, it helps me to learn and to grow and to hear these things like, yes, this is so true. Like, and in his book, especially if you're listening to something about God, like a study, or I mean, there's so many things out there of Christian authors that are open and honest and teaching things. And if you're listening to something like that, you're replacing the devil's voice that's being disguised as your own with God's, with the truth over your life. So if you do those three things together, you will absolutely 100% guarantee get out of the valley. Like 100%. There is no, but what if it doesn't work? No, it will work. It works every single time. So that's your to-do list today is energy leaks and priorities. Even if you're listening to this on a Wednesday, a Friday, a Sunday, I don't care what day you're listening to this on, make the list and just start putting proactively the time to do the energy leaks throughout your week or take a weekend and start just trying to focus on tomorrow. Like it's tomorrow's good day starts today, starts tonight by setting your intention of what is important to me tomorrow? What am I going to do? What am I going to focus on? And then waking up and staying stuck to it and then giving yourself grace if you mess up and coming back to the drawing board. Like, what can I do to avoid this again? What can I do to avoid snapping on my kids? Okay, I will have more time and not be rushed. Okay, perfect. Let's try again tomorrow. And that's all it is. And maybe you slip up and you're like, oh, I said I wouldn't drink and I drink a glass of wine or I drink a bottle of wine or I went out with my girlfriends or whatever. It's fine. Like, okay, you did it, move on. Tomorrow's a new day. Stop hanging on to this because the devil wants you to, and God doesn't want you to, the devil wants you to. So don't listen to him because God has a mission for you. Remember that. Don't forget you're called. You're called, you're chosen, and you're anointed. God has a mission for you. He created you to do something for him. And if the devil can get you offended or if he can get you distracted, then you never fulfill your mission because you're down on yourself. You're overwhelmed. You're in all these negative emotions and you're in the valley. You never see the beauty of what God has in store for you because you're underground. It's like my kids watch the movie Ratatouille. It's like one of our favorite movies in our house. And I just think of the scene when he's, when Remy's running through the sewer and he like escapes and he's in the sewer and he gets lost from his family and he's trying to find everything. And he's literally in the sewer seeing uh, the ghost chef, Gusto. And he's like, just sitting down there and Gusto's like, Remy, go up, go up this ladder, look. And so he goes up there and he's like, I was under this the whole time. And he realizes that all of a sudden he's in Paris, like where he's always wanted to be. 
And he's like, this is where I've been the whole time, right here. All of this is right here. And I was in the sewer, like about to give up. It's the exact same thing. The mountain is literally right here. We're just choosing to stay in this valley of, I guess this is my life. Like this isn't your life and you can get out of it. It's the decisions you make every single day that will get you out of the valley. Guaranteed, guaranteed, it will, it'll get you there. And then when you're up there, you can see the beauty. You can, you can feel the winds of the Holy Spirit in you. You can see further where you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Oh, look at that. You, it's just, it's so simple up there. And it's just so beautiful and it feels amazing. And you're like, this is what I've worked for. I'm up here. And just because the next step you step, you step in a trap and you slide all the way back down to the valley, you can get right back up to the top within 30 minutes. It doesn't have to keep you there for 10 days, for two months, like 30 minutes. Pause your day, spend time with God, refocus and move on. Give yourself grace. So I love you guys. I hope that you do this. I really do because this is what will change your life. You'll look back and think like, I just am so grateful that I'm able to bounce back so fast because so many people don't know this secret and so many people don't know how to do this. And so they just live here for so long and they never see their true potential. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley, and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.